1: Back to the challenge USA wrap up uh, podcast for episode four. I am Brian Cone. Here with me this week is not Ali year, I have the great Puya is here to fill
0: in. Puya, how are you? I am here I'm making my debut with you, Brian. Listen, last week you said that you would pick Jacob, and then you said, No, you know what? Puya wins a lot of things. I'll pick Puya to be my pair. And look at it being manifested this week. I'm so excited to be here with you. And I hope Ali doesn't get too jealous that I'm here with you today.
1: Yes, so so excited to have you here. The random algorithm paired me up perfectly with you. So very excited. The algorithm does not fail. Brought you here with me this week to discuss a very eventful Big Brother focused episode of uh, the Challenge USA. So kind of perfectly timed with all that working out. So yeah, very excited to have you here. So just first overall, I'd love to get your thoughts. You know, four episodes in there, we got a good sense of what this show is about. Uh, what are your thoughts on Challenge USA? You know, a quarter of the way through the season here.
0: I think it's been a banger. I'm not going to lie to you, Brian. Uh, To me, it feels like this is the perfect combination. For me, it's the perfect recipe of everything I want, right? You've got a cast from the CBS show, so I know everyone from their origin, which is great. And then to add to that, you've got some good rivalries going in, some history coming into the show, which as we, as you've talked about many, many seasons of The Challenge, the ongoing drama is kind of what keeps the show... Thriving and amazing. So we've got that. And initially, I thought coming in, like, well, a lot of these people are not going to be able to potentially do well in challenge type stuff. But mm-hmm. some of them are acting like this, they've been here all along. So it's been very nice to see play out. And I feel like it's done a good job of bringing people in who may not have been watching the challenge, put some more eyes on to the MTV product and your podcast. So I think it's a win from there as well. And I saw mm-hmm. a tweet today. 99% retention from Big Brother is wild to me if that's truly wow. what happened. Yeah. Wow,
1: for 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 last week or just like in general? That's that's pretty that's wildly impressive. That's crazy. For
0: last night's episode, I think I saw a CBS, a CBS account tweeted something like that. I'll go look it up if I can find it.
1: Well, I mean, for the first time, we actually had a great back-to-back Big Brother on Challenge. don't you know, feel like the Challenge has been trumping the uh, Big Brother episodes on Wednesday nights. Last night, we actually had a good one uh, a lead into it. So maybe that uh, contributor yeah. was like, oh, we got one great reality show. I'll watch the second one right after it. Yeah, um, so you know,
0: to clarify, uh, reading the tweet now, they retained 99% of last week's viewership. Got so it. People That's didn't still pretty good, off. though. That's oh still yeah pretty good
1: yeah, it's people, amazing people are sticking around yeah uh, and then remind me so what is your history with the challenge are you fairly new or are you uh, you go back a long ways what is your history with the challenge proper before so this?
0: for the first time to- the challenge really actually uh, became something I became aware of uh, right when they started injecting a couple big brother people so when Jose, mm-hmm. Uh, Paulie, Davon, when they started being brought in, that's when my attention shifted. And then through watching that, I ended up enjoying it quite a bit. I watched a couple of seasons prior to that. And then since then, I've always had one eye on the challenge. And at the very least, if I ever fall off the season, I've had you and Ali in my ear. I've had Scali and Matt in my ear. So right. I keep up through that, if not watch the season itself.
1: Yeah. So from your spe- perspective, how would you say these shows compare? Do you, do you feel like this is just the challenge just with like a totally new group of people? Or is there anything that's making this one a little more unique so far? How, how do you think these shows compare so far?
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, I think the first thing I've noticed is, you know, these episodes are shorter right now. Um, I feel like the challenge proper has made me feel like it goes longer with some of these uh, last couple seasons. But I feel like ultimately the biggest difference to the challenge proper is the lack of any challenge proper contestants. So it's, it's very weird to me to see a whole new cast play this game without any semblance of people who played the last season or the season prior. Everyone's from America. I'm like, wait, what happened to the internationals? I feel like we've been diving into that more. So in those elements, it's, it's different, but ultimately They've still, to me at least, have kept some of the, you know, we got trivia this week, which is always an incredible time. Keeping mm-hmm. TJ on was a very smart decision from where I'm standing. Yeah. So from those sides, it's it's the same, but then obviously still a little bit of difference to it. And I think someone like yourself or Ali would potentially notice those a lot sharper than someone like me.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point about TJ, because I think they could have easily... Had just brought in someone from the cBS world whenever they I feel like whenever they do a spin off on a, a type of show, they do sometimes bring in a new host and try to make it its own thing. but I think bringing in t j and just solidifying that core of what the challenge is and his little nuances and his you know laughing at the people during trivia and you know mocking them when they fail and doing stuff like that. I feel like that would have got lost if they, if they brought in someone else so it it is a little underreported that they could have gone a different direction, but i it it really has worked very well that they kept t j locked for this.
0: I 100% agree because I feel like just seeing TJ's energy, devotion, love, and care for this show it translates and pops off the the um, the screen, which I think helps you understand just how good this show could be. Whereas if you bring someone new who doesn't really have an attachment to the show, I could see it not really hitting the same. But also, so the, some of these players who have watched some prior seasons are more familiar with TJ through that product as well. So when yep. TJ's laughing at their face, they're not shocked they're more so like yeah this is about right for what tj would do
1: yeah and i think it'll probably help transition some people who are just watching this for the first time to go watch the regular show and they're like okay we got the same host i know uh what to expect for at least from his perspective and then it just adds like that level level of you know respect for what this show is that this is what they want it to be a challenge just with other people so yeah i think that that's been a big hit and the cast has delivered i mean this is a big week for big brother people but Ty- tyson's obviously been a big hit who who have you been liking and who, like or even maybe more importantly who do you feel much differently about so far coming from their survivor big brother seasons playing out here
0: i i do love the rephrase because i think i have an easy yeah. answer for it um who is this Dominic Abate I'm seeing on my screen? Uh-huh. This, is, this is a different man to what I remember seeing on Ghost Island. Dominic, for sure. My, my view on him has changed significantly. Um, but Tyson has stolen the show far and wide. I feel yeah. like another reason why I love TJ being here is I like the idea of TJ scouting here. <laughs> and how do you not offer Tyson more seasons after this? You know what I mean? Like I feel like he's yep. going to be on the speed dial. Yeah, Tyson's
1: earned the max contract. MTV, whatever that might entail, <laughs> uh, he, he bring him on board because he, he's he's more than delivered uh, through through the, uh, these first four episodes. Hundred percent, yeah. And so we we jump to this week. So they really this they really laid this episode on thick with the cookout of it all. Even just starting with the previous one, they brought back the Alyssa stuff from the premiere about how she wanted to get back at Xavier for everything that went down in BB Twenty Three. They really hit that home all throughout the entire episode, basically. So. uh, what what is your perspective on Derek and Alyssa? Obviously, you watched them, you know, through the live piece much closer than I did. So coming from their side of it, coming to here, what is your perspective on their revenge or seeking redemption or whatever their story they're trying to tell is in in the challenge world here?
0: Well, I feel like coming in with that energy, like obviously they were not in the know of the alliance that was controlling the game, and they were ultimately expendable to that alliance for the alliance to make a history and get to the end that we all know Mm -hmm. but i must echo some of the thoughts that i've seen from other people and that i felt very strongly in that you cannot come in trying to exact revenge when you need numbers to make it further you need control to make it further you've already by you know looking at it as I need to get my revenge or I don't think I can necessarily trust X, Y, Z moving forward. You are leaving yourself open to not only making it acceptable for people to put big brother people up moving forward, but also with big brother be getting to a point if they, if you do get rid of each other and you're shattered, they might just, you know, they might just run you out easy and you're giving the, the advantage away to some of the other uh, franchises that are left in the game.
1: Yeah. This was the first week where it was, a, I feel like a clear example of sometimes under the challenge where we see people playing for to get a call back for the next season, right? They're trying to make a big show. They want to try to make this a long term career, which we don't really see on Survivor and Big Brother for the most part. It's usually just one and done. You're trying to win the show for that season. Uh, and that's really it. But I feel like here with Alyssa, this was so such a bad game move to try to win this season that to me, this screams like, I am now trying to make the full leap to MTV proper, which I kind of think she would have been better for her from the start anyway. But mm-hmm. this is like my chance to like make a big splash. I can create like a rival if they want to have a rival season or maybe like X's like season or just get my name out there talking about it where that's the only logical explanation I can think of for why Alyssa wants to do this. Because game-wise, it makes no sense. But like long-term career-wise for the challenge, this makes perfect sense for her. It really like puts her in the spotlight on this show.
0: Yes, which then borrows the question, though, of is she going to be able to successfully get that? Because it's a big risk you're taking by putting by doing this, right? Because for all you know, you will never get another call up anyway. And now you potentially lost a shot at winning here. So we'll have to wait and see how the rest of the season might go for for Alyssa. But ultimately, I do think that this move really did feel like this is going to get me the most screen time as far as what am I bringing to the show? I'm bringing myself with a a bunch of people from my season of big brother season 23. And my storyline would be that I lost that last season because a majority Alliance was playing me and took me out or however she wanted to spin it. So for sure, you know, pulling at that thread is all Alyssa has left. That's not counting any developments that could happen within the season itself, whether she bonds with someone else or becomes frenemies with someone else in the in the game. So I do feel like even from that first episode when we saw the confessional with Alyssa, I was like, oh, yeah, Alyssa's coming in ready to pull at this thread.
1: Yeah. And once again, we see Derek kind of warped up into this where. Like really, only get the sense from him in the confessionals that he wants to like follow through with this revenge uh, from Lissa. Even at the uh, way jumping, ahead but even at the elimination, he tries to like last minute talk her out of it. Like, where do you what do you think Derek's perspective is? Do you think he was actively trying to talk Alyssa out of it? Was he okay with this move? What do you think Derek's head was at with, with all this?
0: Well, from I feel like with Derek, it's a, it's very intriguing to me because obviously a couple weeks ago we saw Derek talking to Shan. And, you know, the Shantham gets brought up. And I feel like this was kind of a marriage of convenience where you look at the pair up and the pair up is X and Shan. And now you're thinking to yourself, ooh, I didn't really know if I could trust Shan and X did win my season. So maybe that could work out. But I think Derek was definitely thinking a little bit more along the lines of if X is up there, I need him to leave because if he stays, I'm in trouble and it's going to be difficult for me. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's really where you saw the hesitance at the um, end of the episode there.
1: Yeah. So I guess we could rewind and go from the jump. So first we got the algorithm. What, what are your thoughts on the uh, the BB bestie equivalent of the challenge <laughs> algorithm uh, cooking around here? What, do you like this twist? Do you, do you wish there was a little more uh, consistency week to week? What are you feeling about the algorithm?
0: See, I like it. I mean, and it might be because we're on the we're just coming off of this festy bestie nonsense that's going on big brother. I love that they don't get to decide. I love that the algorithm TM gets to make the grand decision of who pairs up with who. Now, whether it's doctored or not, I don't want to speculate on that because I like to just be skeptical. I, I don't like to be skeptical. I just like to believe that it, it is you know, an actual algorithm that's pairing them up. Right. So, And and I've, I've been enjoying seeing the different pair ups, seeing people's excitement when they end up with an athletic person versus seeing their lack of excitement when they end up with David. So it's been very fun for me. I do enjoy it.
1: Yeah. It would be interesting now. We're starting to like, I mean, obviously now everyone's been paired with four people. We've had eight people leave. So we're starting to dwindle down a little bit about who could be paired with who. So I'm waiting for that to be more of a storyline of like, oh, maybe we should target, you know, this person because they have, you know, Sarah and Angela still to be paired with, so they could be a threat to win. Like I'm waiting for that dynamic to like hit it hasn't hit yet because again there's still so many options of people that can be with but I I think it'll be interesting if that starts to trickle into people's thinking of who they want to get out or keep in because they haven't been paired with that person yet or they want to get them out because they could be paired with that person Um, so I'm waiting for that to really start to sink in even more into into the game do you think we'll get to see any of that level of strategic
0: thinking here I would hope so right I I mean I'm no math magician so I couldn't tell you how many episodes before we get to something like that But it does intrigue me because especially, obviously, it's going to be very difficult for us, let alone the players there to keep up with who's been paired up with who and for, you know, how many people have, how many options, how many combinations. But you are going to get to some point where it's like, oh, I've not been paired up with these two people specifically one of them would be great to come up. One of them I'm dreading. So right. I'm here for this. I'm ready for for us to get to that stage.
1: Yeah, maybe I should have had Taryn on this week because we had uh, like the D plot of this episode of Leo loving cats, uh, which is a very interesting uh, development of his love of cats <laughs> as he hates it. It was came up in the in the quiz, in the trivia contest uh, the, the daily this week. So Leo loves cats and everyone hates Leo because of how much Leo talks <laughs> about cats and loves cats.
0: So I very, can't very believe fun it came plot. up. It's I can't believe it sub-top. came up again. Yeah, it's amazing. Yes. Um, you'd think that after the first couple of episodes, like, why is the why is his love of cats getting as much mentions as Kiki? I feel like that's not fair to Kiki. Right. This is ridiculous. <laughs>
1: it's crazy, a little crazy. <laughs> uh, but before the daily, so everyone kind of sets we get, again set the stage of uh, you know Shan's feeling super confident because she's with a big brother person. So obviously she can't go home. Uh, yeah, Alyssa and Derek still wanted to get their stuff with the cookouts. So they they really like bacon in the cake here of what this episode uh, is going gonna, is gonna to be leading out to. Anything interesting from you before we get to the, the trivia contest for the daily of this week?
0: No, it was just very interesting to me that right out the gate, they show you Shan's confidence. They, they show you the, the, the talk about Big Brother. So immediately, I had a feeling in my stomach that this isn't going to end well because they've right. been setting this up. This has been a storyline coming in. Um, ultimately, I was I'm interested in seeing how all of this plays out, obviously, because with Big Brother now potentially like losing someone else here, are they going to be able to pivot back? I have a feeling they're not. I feel like this was the beginning of the end for the Big Brother side of this competition, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean Survivor is looking very strong. Obviously they, you know, when they ha- when they need to, they have a couple of amazing Reese people seemingly working with them. Love Island is still kind of floating around there, not really forming a lot of new groups, it seems like, but yeah, but Big Brother's the ones that are more so willing to take the shots at each other. And it's, you know, I mean, I'm sure Tyson, Sarah, and they're, like, they're chilling out be like, Oh, this is great. Makes it a lot easier for us. We don't have to take the shots uh, at the Xavier to get them out. They're willing to do it themselves. So yeah. yeah Survivor looking very strong uh, in the early going.
0: And despite being big brother, I feel like Angela also looking to be in a very nice spot. I feel like that yep. first, that algorithm really gave her a whole alley-oop at the beginning by putting her with Tyson, who, um, Actually, no, Tyson picked her. Never mind. The algorithm did not do the work there. But I feel like Angela did benefit from getting in with Tyson early and now could potentially be someone I'm looking at as Big Brother. Yes, but in Jeopardy, probably not. We'll see. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why I went back to the for the first week. It was crazy if you pick someone on your same show, because even if like the algorithm wasn't going to be in play and it was just who you're going to be with, it would make all the sense in the world to want to work with someone from the opposite show. So it worked out perfectly for that. They were paired together and then that they won. They got to have that winning moment together. But That's really the only first week connection that's ever referenced. I think at this point, everyone else is kind of just like back to show stuff. And then there's Tyson and Angela connection.
0: Yeah, and and if they were referenced, we would know about it because they tell us. Otherwise, if yes. we don't remember it, that's a good sign that it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> exactly, the challenge is very good with the flashbacks. Alice says it all the time. They they uh, they uh, they cave uh, gloves you with uh, what you need to know, which is good for me. Sometimes I forget a lot of stuff.
0: I appreciate it, especially <laughs> yeah. watching the MTV edition. You know, getting the, more of the lore that I was unaware of through that It has always been great. Yeah.
1: I don't need like the Game of Thrones like style, like blind side of like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened because they baked it into the previous It's Like, tell me what's gonna happen. And like, you know, I'm yeah. good with you know <laughs> what's
0: gonna happen. What did you think of the when the episode starts with Xavier blanketing? How did you feel about that?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting move. I don't know. Is he, is this like a new trend that I'm just like not cool enough to to pick up on? Like what what is happening here?
0: I don't know. Are they doing this for the memes? I feel like they're trying to do this for the memes, but also it's very blink and you'll miss it, so I don't right. know. <laughs>
1: maybe he still thinks there's like live feeds that he's trying to gate like to by doing some of the stuff he, he hasn't gotten out of that mindset yeah all right but for the for the daily for this week as you said this was trivia week uh falling off the no ledge Knowledge, uh, TJ made it clear he did not write that. Do you think TJ writes any of these titles? I, he he can't not, there's no way he writes any of
0: these, right? No, I think he's just got the gift of improv where he can make it his own. But I don't think in any world the man stood there and said, Knowledge would be great for me to put out here right now.
1: Uh, but the uh, interesting twist for this trivia so there's it's done in three rounds, um, and it's not individual questions, it's more sporkle style where you get a question. And you keep listing off answers until you get it wrong. And then that person drops. What did you make of this little twist on the trivia style portion of of the daily?
0: It's because I tried to play along with it. And there were moments where I thought, well, what happens once everyone answers every possible uh, answer on the board? Do they change Mm -hmm. questions and move over to something else? Because that was the one thing that intrigued me about it was how we would have gotten if that had happened, but obviously uh, some of these <laughs> players definitely did not let it get there.
1: Yeah, we were close with the end states. I think they were on the last one, and then they didn't get it. But you know, I guess, I guess they probably just went to a new question. Um, I, I would I hope so. so. I, I, I mean, you never know. Maybe the challenge would be like, sorry, you're last, year eliminated. They could do something weird like that. But I would imagine it was just get a new question. But they also probably didn't think that anyone would be able. Uh, to get all the answers, I think they're probably used to the MTV proper people of them, you know, not knowing how to spell tree. So I right. think they were more <laughs> banking on that style uh, of of trivia going down.
0: Yeah, no, I quite I quite enjoyed. I always love trivia, so I'm very happy that I get to sit here and talk about it today.
1: Yeah, so the the one the one aspect of the algorithm I don't like is there's no. Uh, like picking the order, right? Like that's was a big thing on Challenge All Stars. We see a lot, even like old school Challenge, where the winners of the day like to pick the order. So here again, it's just like random. I wish there was some mechanism where people could pick the order because obviously there would be some benefit or even risk if you put yourself in the three team group as opposed to the the four team group. But we're not seeing that. Also, would love to see like, all oh, these people suck at trivia. I want to be like in their group or they seem smart. I don't want to be with them. I wish there was some way to like put that in. But I, I just don't know how they would be able to do that with people like shaking up teams every week.
0: Yeah, I think that the the team shakeups combined with some of the allegiances that are there, it would be very difficult for them to figure out or or a mechanic where that could work out and be balanced, maybe, right. is the is the answer I'm looking for. Um so ulti- but that would add a lot more intrigue to to the makeup of the challenge for sure. Yeah.
1: So the first group of uh Danny and Kira, Cinco Shannon, Xavier and Chan, uh, and Dom and Angela. Uh, Kiki, of course, gets her uh, weekly shout out from Danny uh, going in. And then they get the Spanish speaking uh, countries they have to get. Danny and Kira get it wrong with Brazil, which which I mean is wrong, but it's like, you know, if you're going to be wrong, it's not like wildly wrong. So that's a decent guess to be wrong about. Uh, But they were wrong uh, on that one.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, to me this is one of the ones where I thought could go longer, and I was surprised it ended as quickly as it did. But like you said, Brazil—it's I believe it's Portuguese, right? So yeah, close so. but no cigar there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then an odd one, like eight tradable currencies. I don't know—is Bitcoin on the list? What are they just started <laughs> listing off like Ethereum?
0: NFTs? <laughs> like what is happening here?
1: <laughs> that was a very very odd one. I don't know. Um, and then the very funny moment with the uh, heaviest animal debate of what is an animal is a shark and I think Dom got tripped up on the difference between mammal and fish but I believe all mammals and fish roll up into the animal category uh, yes I believe. so I think that's where he was getting tripped up on.
0: yeah I think it was the mammal and animal mammal that's where the mix up right. happened there because to, to say a shark is not an animal with chest is a very wild <laughs> hill to stand yeah. on right. Like, why are you doing this who cares
1: yeah but yeah, very funny, very funny scene. I'm like, that's not a, or that's not a, an animal. But yeah, yes, it is. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, yes, Dom and, uh, Dom and Angela win uh, that round. Uh, round two, uh, Leo, Desi, Kylan, and Alyssa, Derek and Sarah, Tyson and Kayla. Tyson very odd comment said Kayla looked like has the look of someone smart. I feel like there's was like an insult in there. I don't know what that meant, but since uh, she just looks like someone who is smart
0: yeah like what is that like uh oh you wear glasses you must be intelligent is that where tyson was getting that from
1: right glasses and pigtails and like pull up that and then she's like super attractive type thing
0: if i remember kayla did when they had to do the uh going down the building to do the math the reason they didn't end up getting in danger is because kayla did the math before they went back upstairs right so maybe that was part of it
1: maybe Maybe it's yeah. a good point. Um, and then Mike Mike Christensen points out a good uh, no. note. He said, uh please oh, shout out to um Melissa Denny because Kylan got the movie trivia question right and obviously that was a big uh, debate preseason about Kyla's movie prowess. Oh, so yes. we got the uh, Catwoman question right about who uh, portrayed Catwoman so uh, shout out Kylan for showing uh, up on his movie knowledge uh, really translating yeah. into the challenge world.
0: I think for me the most polarizing question was the Catwoman question Be- not mm-hmm. because of Kylan because obviously the man knows his movies and not because of Leo because I love cats therefore I should know this because it's Catwoman I don't right. think the two compute like that but hey we'll let him math it's fine it was more so Sarah's disgust with Derek not getting the answer as if Derek should know I don't understand that from Sarah
1: yeah this was an odd episode for Sarah she hasn't really had a lot to work with she hasn't like been in power at all but she's like been talking like she seems like she would be very good at this but hasn't really done a lot and this was like the first like yeah, this is not the best best look of Sarah. Like She's had some good conversations with people uh, you know, crossing show lines. But here, a little, a little jerky for, from Sarah. A little jerky.
0: Yeah, I feel like what we've seen from Sarah is mostly, again, like you said, the conversations, the building of rapport. But then in confessional, it definitely gives me they're trying to paint her as the very cocky. I've got this on lockdown. Just cut me my check right now. Because, again, this episode really felt like wow you didn't know Catwoman, turd what, what right. are you 80s bully like this is weird <laughs> it's weird energy from you
1: yeah sarah sarah's uh strength has never been confessionals and i feel like that's even more so needed on like the challenge to like tell the story of the of the daily and just like other thoughts and stuff like that where you can get by a little bit more on survivor which is like your gameplay but here it's like you need to be entertaining more and that's not what Sarah really brings to the table and it's even more evident here clearly
0: yeah, like this is this was a question where I genuinely thought after three, I don't know where you... because Halle Berry was mentioned and then Anne Hathaway was mentioned, Michelle Pfeiffer like, would have been the last one for me.
1: Yeah, I would have been done after Hathaway. I just knew them too, and then I'm yeah. like, all right, I would have been guessing like Pittsburgh Penguins, but yeah, that's, right. That's
0: and again, to to Derek's defense, Scarlett Johansson it was the Black Widow in the MCU. So you know, don't tell Dominic, but Animal. Right. Cat animal that works, I guess, so give' them yeah. little, give them a little credit here,
1: yeah, no, not a bad guess, not a bad guess at all, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so Derek and Sarah lose, Kylan and Alyssa pull out the win on um, my get a state with the end question, I think uh Leo and desi forgot New Hampshire, they doubled it on one of the other ends, but I think they forgot New Hampshire as the last one, no, so not too bad, but i, I we also didn't get a sense of anyone uh in like the winners right before the winners heat like throwing it I was curious to see if anyone didn't want to win and get uh, risking the power but I guess with the added benefit of winning money but like for someone like Tyson maybe he wouldn't want to win to like create even a bigger target on himself but we didn't get anything from from anyone uh, wanting to kind of throw it once you didn't lose the daily
0: Yeah, I didn't get any throwing energy there either. I think ultimately when you make it past that first heat and you're there and there's not many, might as well try and get the win. Right? You could uh, work it into making a deal or doing some kind of wheeling and dealing potentially that could be useful. And I feel like what we've seen with Tyson is that he's been able to leverage it for more power every time. So I don't, and I don't think, I don't see Tyson being someone who's like, ah, I'm not gonna, my threat level is too high. Okay, your threat level's already high. Like, you already must know that. So if you can wheel and deal, I feel like that's an added benefit at that point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, final round, round three, just the three-teamer, David and, uh, Justine Enzo and Cachet, Ben and Aza. David Alexander, uh, you know, he gets his redemption at the end, but <laughs> it really was not looking good once again. Uh, not, again, not a bad guess. I think it was uh, Sandra Bullock, he guessed, as the an actress to win Best asterisk. Best Actress or Supporting Actress. I think she won, like, instead of the last 10 years, I think she won, like, 12 years ago for, for Blindside. So, again, not, like, that bad of a guess, but, uh, you know. David Alexander's still not pulling things out,
0: at least at this point. Yeah, Blindside was 12 years ago,
1: yeah, I, th- I think that's what I saw on Twitter that she was, or maybe she was just nominated for it or something within the last like ten years, but didn't win. Uh, yeah, but she she was it wasn't a bad guess to throw her name out there.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling my age a little bit, but I'll uh I'll I'll deal with that later.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, Ben and I was a win off the ten most popular sports question. I think uh Enzo and a lost on boxing. No shout out to they didn't guess baseball. I feel like that wasn't thrown in the mix. Like, come on, guys. I guess maybe. Yeah. How did you get to boxing world? first? Yeah. So Ben and I get the get the win to go to the winner's round. I did like how they broke this up with the loser's round and the winner's round. So that way, just in case you get like, you know, like the actress question or the Catwoman question, you do get a shot of redemption. It's not like a one and doneer. I did Agreed. like how they split this up to give you, you know, if you get both wrong, then, you know, it's on you. But you you get one chance to kind of redeem yourself.
0: Yeah, no, I like this quite a bit because ultimately you go out on the first question, if the question's unlucky and it's, it's, again, it's one of the more tough ones, you get one more shot, which I'm not mad at at all.
1: Yeah. So in the losers round, uh, the losing question for David and Justine was naming uh, an NHL team that won the Stanley Cup. We got a very funny moment of Danny, I think, just pulling it out of his ass about the Penguins uh, being from Pittsburgh, which is an incredible guess. He's like, this is the cold-weathered animal or fish, maybe yeah. from a balance perspective. Uh, but they, I mean, pretty good guess for from Danny.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, he says like the pirates or baseball. I feel like that helped him because he's like P.P. Pittsburgh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Penguins. Okay, I'll just say Penguins. Why not? It worked. It worked out. So good on him.
1: Yeah, Pittsburgh's always one of my favorites because they had the all three of their teams are all the black and gold. So if you can't remember any of their logos, it's all the same color scheme. Always That's a big true. What kind of was that synergy? Yeah. Um, yeah so David and Justine lose. Uh, and then in the winner, the final winners round, uh, it was between Kylan and Alyssa, uh, and I think Dom and Angela were the last two, uh, left, I believe. Uh, but then Kylan and Alyssa pull out the win with the Zodiac signs. Uh, but not, there weren't a lot of funny, more like you said, we're well, not a lot of funny answers because these are all kind of straightforward questions, but I did just, the format of this trivia was, was pretty strong, I thought.
0: Yeah, I thought the format was good, um, there wasn't enough for me to laugh at, but my God, TJ laughed at everything. So yeah. TJ brought the laughter himself alone.
1: <laughs> even just even was in the beginning where he was just maniacally laughing even before announcing the challenge about what was happening. They were all <laughs> very confused about why he's laughing, and you know we all know because he's they're doing the favorite thing that he loves so much. But uh, uh, he got to bring that maniacal laugh into into this world, which is always appreciated.
0: It really is. I do love it.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh. So yeah. So then the losers. mean uh, you said David and. Uh, Justine lose so they're going straight in Kylan and Angela Kylan and Alyssa excuse me get the win um, and then we kind of jump straight to what Kylan and Alyssa's game plan is about wanting like is this the time to take the shot at Xavier and like we said they were building this up all episodes so I, I, I kept expecting for something else to shift it but this was like their main focus of like alright is this the move like can I is this the time is it the right opportunity to to take the shot at Xavier and they kind of sussing out all their possible options but this was their main focus really from the get-go
0: yeah they really and and the episode really didn't try and give us a misdirect it just was very clearly this is what's going to happen with just four minutes of them contemplating it and then ultimately doing it like there wasn't a lot else to tell us anything else
1: no the closest the only other team that was even mentioned was Cinco and Shannon just to throw in another couple of Love Islanders uh into the mix you know Guarantee knocking out someone from that world, but they really didn't like focus on that at, at all. Justine, like, was trying to steer them away because she didn't want to go up against them. Uh, but th- there was no real strong dialogue of like what this would gain or like no, uh, politicking. And I thought what was interesting so when we did our interrupt, you know, did our exit interview, uh, this morning was yes. there was obviously no club scene in this week, and that was because. This daily and elimination were for the same day. Uh, Xavier explained that typically there's a daily and then the elimination is the next day, which will lead to like the, the night out uh, after the daily. But here it just went straight to the elimination that night. So there really wasn't a lot of time to politics because, you know, there's probably only a couple hours before they went to the elimination. So yeah. I think that probably also accentuate, accentuated, I don't know, focus on what their decision would be because they didn't have a lot of time to like rethink things.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to me as well when, because you clearly know who is in elimination that would face them. And with how much no one has faith in David, why would you risk putting them in versus David? Right. Like, right. I'd, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would think if you're going to take your shot at Xavier, you would want to have, like, I don't know, Tyson in there or someone in there that you would like, all right, no matter what, at least we're getting out a strong. Uh, opposing male figure to if we're taking the shot at xavier i mean even shan is a pretty strong competitor too so you want to like make sure you're really taking the the right shot because they can just come back in and go right back for you so it was amazing that this was the time to do it um but i i, I mean once you start talking about this much like you kind of have to do it like that was like they kind of just like i caught up yeah. in Land where they were just talking about it so much and it started to get out and leak the people that at that point like the damage is done. So if they don't do it, like Xavier's going to find out that this was so close to happening that you at least roll the dice at that point and try to get him out.
0: It just, yeah, and it really, again, I I can't stress this enough. To me, it just felt like, oh, we have the spotlight on us. Let's make make some fireworks happen. When you didn't really need to, you could have very easily put up uh, Cinco and Shannon. Then that way you're guaranteed either two Love Islanders go or one Love Islander goes and you whittle down those numbers a little bit more. You use the time otherwise to, you know, reinforce some of the relationships you do have. But I think both of them, the way it came off to me was ultimately we've been we've been hurt before. We don't want to risk getting hurt again, really, is all it comes down to. But again, wild to take a gamble on David Alexander as the gamble, I cannot believe you put all your hopes and dreams on the back of David Alexander. My God.
1: Yeah, and, and, and probably they're probably the only people ever to do that and I have it come out positive, but but it yeah. did. Uh, but yeah, it's it was just unbelievable, especially for like again, for like Elisa, it's Like, there's no way Xavier's going to go for you. Like, I think he views you as a strong competitor, so he would want to be with you anyway. Uh, it, it's just just no real good logical sense to take this move, and it just it hurts your numbers so much that. Uh it's it just such a it's I mean Xavier again, Xavier's not like a CT level figure where it's like at any chance you have to do, you have to get him out. It's like Kylan's been outperforming Xavier pretty much every week here for, for the first yeah. four weeks. There's no reason for him to think he can't beat him in the final. Like there's just no reason to. So why risk losing an ally? And now it's just like they are so exposed from every side. Like, I don't think at this point anyone really has their back. Maybe Derek X, I guess, would have still Alyssa's back here, but I mean, I don't think at this point anyone from Big Brother would have their back. Obviously, Survivor's going at them, so I don't know where they turn to at any moment when they're uh, exposed.
0: And they've each won, what, twice at this point? Do I have that right? Kylan has won twice. Alyssa's won twice? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. each have 11 K in their bank account, so it's a very uh, and, uh, you know nice chunk of change if they want to, like, Go after that that person, that
0: bank. Yeah, bank. and even if if the mentality that was starting to form last week when Kylan and Alyssa talked about wanting to get to the end with the best of the best, I feel like if they go like they survive long enough and they get to this point where everyone is the the best of the best, I could very well see Kylan and or Alyssa, like either of them, being thrown in the line of fire to be getting gotten rid of because, like you said, they have no backing. The huh. backing's very much gone at this point it's going to be very tough to see to see uh, them succeed from where I'm yeah, this standing.
1: move yeah this move was so bad even Tyson was like yeah sure I don't know what these people are doing but like please go for it a very uh, he had a very funny picture in his confessional of like a very funny face of just being so baffled that like this yeah. is what they're deciding <laughs> to do because I mean Tyson was probably mentally planning for weeks of so like all right how do I break up like the, the cookout the Group and Big Brother twenty three, like how do I break these people up to get to the end? And he's like, they're gonna do it for me? Oh my god, this is great. <laughs> Please take the shot.
0: Yeah, you mean to say that I get to have something I want happen and I didn't even win? Plus, <laughs> let's yeah. do that. I'm okay with that.
1: And it just sets up targets for the next few weeks. Now it's like at any moment they can pinpoint if like, you know, next week, Kylan's with someone from Love Island and a couple of like survivor, big brother parent win. They're an easy target to go in. Same thing with Alyssa. If she's with someone from like a, like sink door or something like that for, for next week, it's an easy target to go after it's, it's, it's such a bad move to do it at this point with uh, all the uncertainty, just like having no, just no support. Like they have no backing to keep themselves safe now for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, I feel like the other part of this that we've not talked about quite as much is Shan being linked with X. Yep. And the way Shan talks about people uh, in this conf- in this episode in the confessionals, I feel like Shan. You know, dare I say, Shan was not sitting in a good spot with a lot of people in the house. Maybe
1: it did. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. I, I feel like amongst the survivor. Crew, I feel like, like the Winners of War crew were probably closer, right? Like the Tyson, mm. Sarah, Ben uh, grouping. I feel like they were a little bit closer and Chan was more on the outside of that. I think that's probably why she was trying to reach out to Derek and try to give herself more options outside of that world because I feel like she felt not on the top of the heap of the of the survivor crew.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that because I feel like no one really fought against again, no, no survivor person fought against Shan not going up there. Right. So that lens there. Although Tyson did also talk about, you know, being a little bit weary of they're uh, of um, Sarah. So I'm interested to see if that's setting up for something in the future.
1: Yeah. And so the way they were kind of spinning it uh, in the show, and like I think that at the elimination was this was really a shot at Shan. Like they felt um, that she was like the shady one, that she was the strategic one, and that, you know, Xavier just happened to be linked to her. Uh, but like really, this was a shot at yeah. Shan, um, which was, I mean, if you're going to play, like I guess they could try to keep that lie up, but like clearly that's not going to keep up because yeah, people cause, know what their target was people if they've had those communications with people
0: yeah cuz that was that's what angela was trying to tell them to to try and use right it was like just put it all on shan say yep. it's it's shan's the reason and x is just happens to be there as collateral damage so i mean again yeah. if you make someone that people are going to assume you're going to play with seem like that expendable to you how does that make you look like as far as an ally goes not great
1: no, especially for a list of the worst. The- theoretically, just like Xavier would have been like her top top ally, like her ride or die, and she's like so focused on getting him out. Yeah, they're it's a right. They're in a very rough spot. Um, I'd be surprised if like come next week or the week after one of them, both of them are, are not in elimination again because, uh it, it just it's setting up so perfectly for them to get that retaliation shot by someone. But maybe, like you said, for Alyssa, maybe like her, she accomplished what she wanted to. Like she came in here to make a name for herself, take you know her shot at Xavier. She accomplished those things, so maybe for in her mind, this was this was all success. Um,
0: yeah, but, we'll see.
1: Yep. Uh, anything else until uh, the elimination that we need to. Focus
0: on no. I I feel like just this conversation reminded me of the the Angela bit there. So I think I think that's everything for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we get to the elimination. So we see, uh it looks like it's a puzzle is is a setup, uh, and that's uh, initially spooks Derek. He he tries to give like the universal <laughs> signal of don't throw the person in. uh So whatever that signal is, you know, the, the slashing at the throat or the no no no, I don't know, but like don't throw him in to Alyssa, which is funny because honestly, if anything. If I see a puzzle, I know Xavier's smart and so is Shan, but like if you're going up against David Alexander, like what? If, if you see a Hall Brawl, you're going to be like that much more excited to have this play out. Like, I feel like if, this would be like the best case scenario, honestly, is, is, is just an elimination like this that's a little more fluky where people could get flustered and, and people lose their confidence in a certain moment as opposed to something that's just pure physical. So, if anything, if I see a puzzle, like sure, like Xavier and Shan, and Shan are smart, but I feel like that's where you got to roll the dice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I do. That's a good point. Again, you see a puzzle. You're not necessarily going to think, "Oh, you know what? Uh, David is going to be like this." Is gonna, okay, yeah, this is tough. Maybe not. I feel like again, I feel like Derek's entire fear boiled down to I don't want X to stay. But that begs the question: Then was this the week for him to go up against David? No, this is not the week for him to go up against David. This is a wild choice. And honestly, once we get to talk about this elimination, I feel like one little mistake is potentially what changed the fate here.
1: Yeah, so it's a very interesting elimination called uh, Smash In Puzzle Out, uh, true caveman style speak. Uh, mm-hmm. But basically, there's a, a, a row of glass windows where you have to kind of each of them are labeled for one of the partners you have to break. You have to break through it, collect a series of puzzle pieces, and go back and forth until and so you collect them all. But the key here is if you break your partner's puzzle, uh, you get a, ta- uh, a time penalty, a five second penalty for each uh, glass you break. It, it wasn't clear when this elimination started how many. Uh, Panels there were. So we didn't really know what that meant. I don't know if that meant like there was like two or three or four of them. Um, But considering that Xavier broke them all, clearly there were 10. uh, They each had to break 10. So 20 glass panels they had to break. So the the strategies here were Xavier and Shen. Xavier was going to break them all. He was going to go Hulk, just rip through them and and do that. And uh, Derek, uh, David Alexander, and uh, oh my God, who is his partner? David and
0: Um, um, Justine.
1: Justine, thank you. Yeah, David yeah. and Justine, they were going to go take turns and, and try to knock at the, the p- time penalty. So wh- what did you make of these two strategies, different strategies going into this one?
0: I feel like initially I thought, very smart, Xavier is just going to, with one hand, take all the glasses out. And then when he was doing it, it looked like it was the effective move. But then when you looked over... And David and Justine seem to kind of just be poking the glasses, the glass off very quickly mm-hmm. back to back. I immediately realized you do not need as much power as Xavier's putting behind this punch. Like you could both easily have just alternated and been fine. And obviously to do the math there, you know, five seconds versus you're shaving, let's say three seconds off and alternating. That's still a net loss. So, yep. That I didn't love. I feel like if they had just looked over maybe by the second panels, they could have alternated. But that's not the strat they went with, because when all was said and done after breaking all the panels and then retrieving all the puzzles, there didn't seem to be a big difference in gap, but maybe 15 to 20 seconds with the uh, time difference there. But I think that's all they would have needed to potentially figure out that middle piece, which they did talk about being their undoing.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And I had the same thought. I thought, you know, when I hear a five-second penalty, it's like, I don't know, puzzles, at the very least, it's going to take three, four, five minutes to put together a puzzle. So what are these five-second penalties really going to do? Uh, I feel yeah. like if you, if, you, if, you get, you, if you get there 30 seconds earlier, it's almost a wash by that point. So I thought 100% they were doing the right thing. But like you said, once you see how quick the other, per- the other team were just going through the glasses, you have to adjust there. And I think the problem is Xavier was just so pissed basically about being tossed in like this he just w- let his rage kind of take over and he wasn't thinking more rationally Like he didn't seem like like that great of a partner if you're going to like w- even looking ahead of him like running a final where he wasn't really utilizing Shan's uh, skill set to the best of their ability where he was really just focused on like I'm going to do this I'm going to break everything I'm going to solve the puzzle I'm going to win I'm going to get revenge he's like use your partner to your advantage and I don't, I think that's really where Xavier's and Shan's downfall was It's like Xavier just wasn't a good partner here
0: yeah, yeah, and I and I again I feel like just seeing how quickly he did it, it would in the moment you're like I'm killing it, this is great for us, this is good, but after seeing how easy it was for the other team to also do it, just a look over could have been the difference here. Um just yeah. the cuz even if they didn't take if they had maybe 10 seconds less of a penalty, I could see this being a different ball game, but ultimately it was not to be. Last week we saw Dominic of backwards fall into safety and this week we saw mm-hmm. Xavier lose safety by doing something that may have seemed effective be very ineffective
1: yeah but once again the edit gets me I don't know maybe I'm just like a naive fool where I'm like okay this is like clearly they're going to come back in the house and it's going to be like the cookout going against each other and that's going to be the new theme now going forward but I, I was clearly fooled I, I didn't think David and Justine would win I was stunned when they did I was stunned last week. I feel like I was stunned the week before that. Like <laughs> he's limited, every elimination is are to me. I don't know. I, I, I every time I think I haven't figured out if who's going to win, it's been a lot of surprising results here, which is not typically what we see on the challenge.
0: Yeah. They're playing the, the mist up really well. Cause I also felt the same way and, you know, watching it and thinking of it from storyline perspective, I am infinitely more interested in seeing both Shan and X survive Absolutely. and then cause the house to, you know, be a different energy because they're coming in, they fully, so the uh, other side took a shot, missed, and now they have to deal with this, whereas I don't think any of us are here for the, I'm David Alexander and I just killed it in this challenge uh, arc. (laughs) That is not going to be an arc that's going to last long.
1: No, look, I was I've been very hard on David Alexander, and I'm good for him. And if he's on his way to the Redemption Tour and about to go win this season, like good for him. I'll be you know first line to congratulate him. But that is just so far down the list of the interesting storyline that I would prefer to see as seeing Kyla and Xavier battle it out with Alyssa and Shannon still in the middle. Like that just would be so much more entertaining than David Alexander trying to redeem his you know reality TV life here. Like that's just it's just not <laughs> as interesting to me.
0: Yeah, they even he had a confession. He's like, you know, uh, Big Brother, this is not Big Brother. I'm here to prove myself and to win this money. It was like, you know what, David? keep saying this stuff, but I still do not think you understand how little you have prepared compared to everyone else. And I will talk smack on him because I do not think he will ever find this podcast. I don't think he (laughs) consumes any media regarding any shows he's ever been on. So we're fine. Probably smart. Probably smart
1: move. I feel like if I was in his shoes, I don't think I would either uh, considering how he's done on some of them. Uh, oh, I can't help myself. Don't read the comments. Don't read the comments.
0: Oh, I can't. I read everything. I would read everything. I would listen to everything. I'd be the worst for myself my own worst enemy
1: well it's easy for you because everything you go on you win so it's like oh you could soak in all the glory of you know you even go on a Robin Akiva's like made up game show and you win that so it's (laughs) for for you to do that
0: it is it is an added benefit if you can you can clutch it up I will say that definitely
1: (laughs) Uh, oh man, oh yeah so with David and Justine get the win Um, Xavier it's a very funny uh, parting words Uh, he's rich everyone else is broke other than the three millionaires on uh, that one survivor but uh, they're all broke uh the questions if uh, Xavier's gonna leave the the cookout group chat. Um I feel like Xavier said on Twitter he did not. He's still part of yes. the group at, uh, the group chat. So uh no no worries there. I feel like there has to be more tension though in that group chat. I don't know. Things went pretty uh dramatically this season. I feel like the I would love to know what the first message was like little emoji popping up. I don't know how you get that group chat restarted after everything that went down here.
0: Yeah. Like who starts it up? Because obviously you've got um, Tiffany who's already on outside with, with her phone. Now Xavier is there. I feel like, do you just wait for everyone else to get back and then the fr- the last person to get back throws some eye emojis in the chat? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> I
1: think, the, yeah, the eyes is good because you got Tiffany pissed at Xavier after this. You got Xavier now pissed at uh, Kylan after this, so I don't know like where eventually is going to stand. But yeah, I think the eye emoji is like a pretty good one to like break the tension of, uh, you know, recruiting yeah. this.
0: I think Asa comes in as the uh, the peacekeeper. But if I'm X, if I'm Tiffany, I'm the one in the chat now that is just strictly going to be on read only mode until further right. notice. I'm not leaving because yeah. I want to see what y'all are saying, but I will not speak for a little bit.
1: Yeah, they're not giving any like the, the ha ha's to any funny jokes or so the thumbs up there. They're leaving those uh, comments. They're leaving those jokes dry. I'll give you those least for the first couple of weeks.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: Alrighty, So yeah, th- another good episode though. I mean, four episodes, they're really setting the stage for a pretty fun battle uh, the rest of the way here. Uh, any other final, interesting, those' so have got a couple questions I could toss away, but any other uh, thoughts that you had on, on this episode?
0: No, I just, I've been very much enjoying it, Brian. It's been a fun, like you said, we're f- very fun four episodes and my God, how fun Wednesday nights have become because up until this Wednesday episode, up until this big brother episode, every other big brother episode has been an L and the challenge has been what saved the night for me. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it was nice last night, extra treat to have both be very good. And you know, the fun keeps going over on, over on CBS right now, they are doing well. It's thriving. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. They keep starting it at the, at the beginning of each episode, you know, the whole, and, and the winner will go on to represent in the, in the battle of the champion challenge. And, yes. I still do not know how that would look. I don't know if I'm excited for that, but color me intrigued. I guess a little bit.
1: Yeah. That. that well, again, once again, like you said, that they clocked. Uh, you clocked that it was a, a, a very much a voiceover. Like he TJ clearly said in the first episode to them, but since then, well, every week now, it's been a voiceover. Uh, so I don't know, like if he's just forgetting to say to them. Uh, yeah. If he wasn't, <laughs> I don't know what, but it's been very clearly a voiceover. Uh, going forward, I, I would imagine it will be uh, maybe until the final. He brings it up again, like to them. But it's been all voiceovers about this like challenge championship that's going to come on. And again, we have no idea how, like, is it just literally just the winners? That's like, you know, six people coming on a whoa. Well, I don't know what type of TV show they can get out of six contestants being on a, a show. Um, so I don't know how it's going to go down with the challenge championships. But, you know, that's a 2023 yeah. show, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean it'll be a minute. Um, because how many challenges are happening on the road? There, there's Argentina, there's the U.S.
1: Yeah, there's Argentina, U.S. There's there's a U.K. and Australia. So I guess if they theoretically it would be eight eight people. So if they have you know pairs winning in each one, uh, eight people would be coming out. Maybe they have all. Oh, that's why I said maybe we speculate the finalists all come out of those shows. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but it's it's four shows all feeding into this challenge championship.
0: So, can is there a show with just eight people? That's my question. Like, is that a too small of a cast? Yeah, I mean, especially for the challenge.
1: I mean, they they're more accustomed to twenty-eight people, thirty-eight people, uh, eight people. How they would do it? Um, unless it's just like a two-hour movie event that they just drop on. on That's what I think. Could
0: be like a three-week trilogy, like just a one big like the challenge begins and it's just a final right out the gate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, maybe it is just like a a while, just like a you know, marathon style finalists. I mean, that's pretty boring for a TV show. Honestly, if that's <laughs> all it is. but I mean, I don't know, unless again, unless they're bringing on finalists too, or they could like, you know, draft their teams or something like that, but that would be kind of cool. But I don't know how, how they're bringing on the other, you know, 20 something people to make this an actual show. That's out of the winners.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, the challenge, just like every, a lot of other franchises, a lot of other shows is creating a billion franchises and yeah. we are gonna be watching literally just TV forever.
1: Yep. They're they're building like an MCU universe of all these shows. I don't know when the Avengers, I guess this maybe this is the Avenger, or maybe they'll have the winners of this compete against the winners of the Challenge All Stars compete against the winners of Challenge Proper. And it's like all these other shows all coming together uh, for an <laughs> Avenger style final in a few years. I don't know what other tricks they have uh, up their sleeves, but uh, we'll be here. We'll cover every every possible show that <laughs> the challenge throws at us. So
0: yeah, no, we'll be here all the way.
1: Yep. So uh, Haley Khan says, uh, how do we think Kiki's husband is going to do in the Survivor Alliance with Shangon? Uh With them being the two newest Survivor players, he may not be as well insulated into the Survivor Alliance. Yeah. How do you think Danny? Danny's been very quiet through very purple outside of Kiki references, been very quiet through four weeks. Uh, how do you think Danny's prospects are looking?
0: It's interesting to me because on one hand, like you said, it's been very quiet. Um, his name's not really coming up. He's just, you know, living his life, doing fine. But they keep bringing up these confessionals where he references family references kiki specifically mm-hmm. and part of me is thinking it's it's either a meme or it's good things to come for danny i just don't know which side of the coin i am but still i would say it is a different energy when he references kiki than when leo mentions his cat so yes it's it's different.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely more the positive about I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping this is leading towards in the final, we get the montage of, you know, Kiki running to him and embracing in the arms in the final and celebrating their victory. Yes. That's where I'm hoping this is leading towards, uh, but yeah, it's been a very odd. I really thought this was like Danny, like this was more Danny's show. I feel like we got, basically we got more of him on Survivor and we didn't really get that much on him. Uh, of him on Survivor so far. So I'm waiting for like the Danny to pop out, but I feel like he, whenever he pops out, that might just be the, the week he goes home, uh, which I'm hoping doesn't happen. Ooh. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm hoping we see more of Danny in a more regular uh, appearance as opposed to just referencing, I'm sure his very lovely wife. Kiki.
0: Yeah. So, cause I mean, Ali has mentioned and I know other the people have mentioned that, you know, these challenges are a little bit more light compared to some of the things you might see on the Mm -hmm. challenge proper so and and i think you a lot of us myself included had thought you know danny's gonna come in and just do these competitions like it's easy breezy and get through them completely fine i guess my question would be do you think danny would just be better suited for the original challenge as opposed to this version
1: yeah he very well might be or he maybe even more so he's more suited just for like the eliminations where he maybe it'll maybe it'll be a little more physical um Mm -hmm. but maybe like down the road as we get Fewer numbers, they'll make the dailies a little more physical uh, to really push them harder. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I want to see Danny really test it. I want to see like a real, true uh, mini final that we can see really see them put to their test. And I would think that would be where Danny would really thrive because I want to see you know that former athlete and him really come out and and kind of dominate. But there's really been no opportunity for him to do anything like that so far in these in these weeklies or dailies. Excuse me.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because I also do think Danny can can make a big splash in this season. I don't think the Absolutely. season just started. A lot can still go on, and I'm ready for him to have his post daily win confessional where he says, Kiki, look at me. I did it.
1: Yeah, oh, feed that to me. Let's do it. <laughs> How fun would that be? Danny winning uh, the challenge. You got Taylor winning Big Brother. What a glorious, uh, you know, September-ish that could be. On, uh, oh, CBS God. Amazing. Yeah. So good. Uh, Justin Feinberg says, regardless of whether or not Kylan and Alyssa made the correct decision or not, is it hypocritical of Xavier to call them petty when during BB23 he never stopped being petty for Tiffany after she won an HOH that was planned for her to throw?
0: I mean, you're not wrong. He was very much petty um, when it came to especially that, that middle game of, of BB23 was a lot of like, Xavier, let it go. My God, like w- this is not that deep, but alas, uh, he made a mountain out of a molehill there. I mean, as far as this goes, right, I would, I would say that it's been four episodes, four eliminations. He di- he, you are getting rid of him this early. Of course, it's petty because you're drawing this over the past. Whereas, um, you know, when you look at it, that was a different show. This is a different show. The wind conditions here are different than the wind conditions there, and this is definitely at this point very much a numbers game because there are four franchises battling it out, and you came in with a decent number advantage ish, so you mm-hmm. could maintain that and and go the distance. But instead, you decided to put someone that you could have had as a number in jeopardy because of some past actions in games. So again, I think. Petty is fair, but also I could see why someone would look at me like, weren't you petty? You're also petty, right? Both can be true. Both can yep. be true, okay?
1: Very good. All right, that's yeah, that's all I got for this week. Um, drinking game stuff. We had two two drinks. We had a flashback to uh, Big Brother from last season, and then of course the the great Kiki got another mention. Uh anything that you would like to add to our uh famous drinking game for the challenge USA?
0: um let's see do we have cats cat the word cats in general oh, is that one because yeah. they should no be. that's not
1: yet we can add that for sure
0: That's yes a good one. okay let's throw yeah. that in um and do you do anything with regards to outside of the show if something show adjacent happens because i have a suggestion oh please do what What? what's your suggestion all right uh if jacob jones does a twitter spaces <laughs> at the end of an episode <laughs> uh drink up
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a wild time i've never seen uh jacob jones, uh, yeah, that broke him.
0: That broke.
1: Yeah, we stop it broken. That was bad. Uh, yeah, that that'll be. If uh, Jacob Jones' Twitter spaces would be quite the scene again later on this this season, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll, I'll add that we talked about anytime we get a TJ voiceover. Um, I think those are always fun. The spot, so whether it's about the uh, the challenge championships or any other rule that he forgets to mention in the explanation that they have to dub in later, mm-hmm. uh, always look out for those. So Any TJ voiceovers? Uh, we can what add about? That.
0: When TJ forms a ninety degree angle with his body with laughter,
1: <laughs> <laughs> TJ maniacally laughing has always been a staple. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like we lost that since we'd have it on for trivia. We don't see that as much now going forward. But anytime, yeah, you, like that just brings a that, that brings a smile to people's faces. You don't necessarily need a drink if you see that, but that brings a smile to people's faces when we see the TJ automatically laughing. Yes, uh, for social media this week, I didn't see a lot. I saw Shan deleted her Twitter. Um, I did so I see guess that. She, so she needs to kind of step away from a little bit, which you know. I feel like I would do the same thing coming off a reality TV show. So good for her. Get some, uh, you know, mental health cleansing time, get away from Twitter. But that was really the only thing that I saw. There was a lot of big back and forth uh, on Twitter that I saw amongst these people.
0: Um, I did hear that apparently Xavier unfollowed and refollowed both Alyssa and Derek. Um, So that was interesting. And then I did see Kylan tweet out that we're all good. Everything's fine. we're Everything's good. Everything. We're okay. The group chat's fine.
1: Good, so, we want to see that. We want to see the group chat living strong. We could yes. group chat. keep it going. Um, all right, anything else that you uh want to talk about for Challenge USA?
0: No, I'm just very glad that I got to come on with you, Brian. So, thank you for thinking of yeah. me to bring me on. Thank Appreciate thank it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Working everyone, follow you on Twitter and like the 40,000 podcasts that you uh cover each and every week. All right, well,
0: uh, I cover. One. I've been a guest on a few <laughs> this week, to be fair. Okay. So like Puya so, Week, week <laughs> has really uh transformed. Oh yeah. So I'll, I'll try and keep it short and so sweet You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there three, four times a week. Come through, say hi, I would appreciate that. Um as far as my podcast go, I do host the 90-day fiance rahappa podcast right here on this network. So throw me a follow there, give it a check if you may. Uh it's been a fun season. I've been I've had guests every week with me to talk about it. And that's one of the shows that never stops. Right as this season's going to end, there's another season of 90 Day Thanks. Happily Ever After starting 90 Day Fiance. UK just started out of nowhere for the first time ever premiered this past week. So that's happening. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, I was on nothing but Netflix this week talking about the movie The Gray Man with Chappelle and Rob's so had a good time there. Last week, I was on the Claim to Fame podcast with Jenny, Rob and my better half, Liana Boris. That was a good time. And oh, my God, I'm missing one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh no, oh God, they better not listen to this. <laughs>
1: Who was it? Oh God. Uh, oh God. I hope it's not a Chappelle show, otherwise, they'll never let you hear the other No!
0: Oh, oh, Snake in the Grass. I got there to talk go. about the premiere episode of Snake in the Grass with Rob and Mary, which was a lot of fun getting to see three survivor players that I've watched play before once again and a man how from was Naked that? and I, and that's Afraid. That's
1: on my DVR, DVR right now. How, how was the first episode?
0: It's on your DVR. It was good, 42 minutes, short and sweet, um, easy to consume. I, the big thing I have for it is that obviously we know the people, so Mm -hmm. the clues, the stuff, we can easily play the game along better. Whereas when they start having people we do not know on, I do not know how much I'm going to be intrigued to watch the show, but I'm here for this episode. And then I'm here for the one with the, um, with Janelle, Rachel, Sari and Stephanie. That's going to be a good one.
1: Oh yeah, that will be good. Uh, yeah seeing them on the tv all interacting yeah. together that'll be a lot of fun if you have uh, time,
0: give it a watch yeah
1: absolutely you can follow me on twitter at Cohen brian understore Cohen with a c brian with an i uh you can subscribe here at rob's website.com slash challenge feed or challenge itunes uh you can follow ali at last sweets. uh we'll be back next week for episode five puya thank you so much once again this was such a thrill to have you on here Thank hey, welcome you. Welcome back um, anytime. Anytime you're welcome back.
0: Oh, okay. I, I appreciate that. It's the first <laughs> time we podcasted together, and I don't want it to be the last.
1: No, definitely not. Definitely not. So until next week, have a good one.